0: on if you believe that come on and give him the praise hallelujah Make a way for you and me, I know he'll lead, he will lead me safely through. Oh, oh, I know the Lord. Come on, sing! I know the Lord will make a way. Come on, you can sing Yes, he will. hallelujah. How many really believe that? Hallelujah! I have a savior. I can tell all, tell all my troubles Hallelujah! Thank God we have a savior. We can tell all our troubles Oh, have you ever been hurt? what to do hallelujah but I found out oh I go to God hallelujah and secret prayer I know you will lead he will lead me safely you can say yes he will yes he will yes he will oh yes he will yes he will yes he will yes he will oh I know he
1: Amen, amen. I know the Lord. <laughs> ah! He'll make a way. Come on, that's enough. Ah! He'll make a way y'all, I got to get in this word. Come on. I'm just messing. Ephesians chapter four. I just said he made me feel like it. (laughs) Ephesians chapter four. God bless your heart. Brother August, what a word of singing of signs, songs of Zion. and God bless you, brother Knox and Brother August, God bless you. We thank you for your singing and the anointing of God. Amen. I tell you, uh, I was just saying, I look out here, and it's so good to see you all. And, and then I look behind me, and thank God. and Brother Knox and Brother August and a uh, minister of music is there. But, amen. But you know, I also miss my sister. Amen. God bless your heart. Amen. And we just thank God. We just thank God that God still keeps his children going regardless of the circumstances. Amen. And so God bless you, Brother August, for continuing on in the work of God. God has placed on your life. God bless you. And to all of you that's here, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord and this word of God. I want you to pray with me because on this message, in fact, you don't have to stand on this. We want to get in this text because it's so, so serious. It's a serious situation that's going on in our life. Serious concerning our Christianity, amen, and our livelihood that God has called us uh, to have. And we ought to be thankful. That God has given us another day's journey. Amen, amen. God bless your audio. Would you um, uh, mute everything and switch me, please? Um, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that your spirit will continue to be with us, that your anointing will continue to flow, Master. We need your presence this morning. We need you like never before, God. We need a manifestation of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, God. We ask you right now, God. Speak to our minds and our hearts, God. That we may be able, God, to comprehend and do your will. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. I want you to write these this down. And these scriptures that I'm going to give you today, we're just going to talk to you. And I want you to write it down. And I want you to really go back to your house tonight and, and read these scriptures. And the topic that we're going to uh, use of this morning is keep your eyes open and your heart right. Keep your eyes open and your heart right. Keep your eyes open and your heart right. And when we deal with concerning keeping your eyes open, we mean uh, to have your mind able to receive what God is trying to show you. You got to open up so that you can receive it. You got to be ready for what God is going to show you. This year, God's going to do great things. A lot of people don't think it because, uh, because of what we face with. And because of what we face with, a lot of people feel that, no, we just stuck. But I want, in these text, I'm going to show you that the church is never stuck. Regardless of the circumstances, the church will never be stuck. And because God has great things for you this year, you have to have a ready mind to receive what God is personally going to give to you. In other words, you got to be ready for it. Because when it comes, it's just going to come within an instant. It's just going to show up at your doorstep. And you got to be ready for what God is going to do. And you cannot be looking at the environment or looking at other people. You just got to say, Lord, any way you bless me. <laughs> Not only am I going to be satisfied, but I'm going to be ready for it. And so what happens when the text says uh, to keep your eyes open and your heart right? Let's go and look at this Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. And I'm in the Amplify. And I want to show you that how God, he spoke. He says, I'm going to give you a gift of prophets and preachers and and teachers. But I want you to look at uh, what else he says in this text. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and then 12. And his gifts to the church were varied. And he himself appointed Some as apostles, special messengers, representatives. Some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people. Some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation. And some as pastors and what? To shepherd and guide and instruct. Now, before I go to verse 12, I want you to understand, so God gives you these uh, men, women of God, who God special gives these uh, a word to them who's gifted, and God said that gift is given to the church to give you instructions. Now, this is important because when you come and you receive the instructions, look what verse 12 says, and he did this to what? Fully equipped And what? Perfect the saints. God's people for what? For works of what? For works of service. God said you got work to do. So God says I'm going to give you the instructions. I'm going to send the messengers. And I'm going to give them the word to give you the instructions. For you to do your work. Look what the next thing God says. Not only for you to do your work. But he says, next thing he says in this, he says, for what to build up the body of Christ, the church. So all of us have that responsibility of building up the body of Christ. Now this is important because in Matthew sixteen and eighteen, uh, Jesus tells uh, Peter after he asked the question, "Who the man say that I am?" And of course, Peter. Uh, by the direction of the Holy Spirit, uh, tells him that thou art the son of the Lord. And so, and God, and Jesus said to him, he says, says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. He said, my father revealed that to you. And look what he said, and upon this rock, because you have to go in the Greek and the Hebrew word and understand that Peter's name means rock. But understand that in the text, Peter's called a small rock. Now, and I want to tell you that not only is Peter considered a small rock, but you and I are considered a small rock. Jesus says, upon this rock, he was talking about himself through Peter. Do you hear me? Himself through Peter. He talks about you and I through. Now, watch this. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates. Of hell. Shall not prevent. In other words. Is that the devil will not prevent the resurrection of Christ. Which means. Uh, prevent the church from rising up. The devil can't do it. Nothing can prevent the church from prosperity. The gates of hell. Anything the devil do. He said I'm going to build my church. In other words. He says my church is going to be safe and protected. And the devil will not. Prevail. See, you and I got to get that together. That's why he says, that's why he says to us, keep your eyes open and your heart right. See, when your eyes is open, you can see what God is doing. When your eyes is not open, you'll see the gates of hell prevailing. But God said, But the gates of hell shall not prevail. You and I, that's in this sanctuary, you that's watching us today, the devil does not have the victory over you. Regardless of what's going on in your life, God is aware of it. God has permitted it. God has allowed it. The devil cannot do it without permission from God. All of us in here, God has a reason for everything. And so he says the gates of hell. Now, I want you to write write Matthew 16 and 18 down for your notes. Because that's when it deals... With uh, with Peter, and he tells him the gates in hell shall not prevail. Now, I want you to write down these next two verses also, and I want to go to them. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. And so I want to go there because I want to show you that the Lord is the cornerstone. And so prove the text that you just wrote that it's not about Peter. It's all about the Lord. But he's using Peter just like he's using us. And so in Matthew, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter two, verse nineteen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter two, verse nineteen. You write that down. It's in the text. Watch this. So then you are no longer what, an aliens, outsiders, without rights of what? That's that's heavenly citizenship. That's godly citizenship. That talks about you and I. We're not an outsider. But watch this. But you are fellow citizens with the saints. Who? God's people. So who do we belong to? So so if we belong to God, then everything that we're going through, in order to get things solved, who we have to go to? Listen, I'm trying to tell you what type of sickness it is, what type of financial problems you have, what type of burdens you have. You belong to God. Yeah, you can go to God with all your problems. In fact, some people came here this morning with a whole lot of stuff in their hearts and in their minds, worried and stressed. I'm trying to tell you that you are a citizen of God. Your citizenship is in heaven. This earthly place do not run you, you run it. You have authority over it. God placed you over authority over the money, God placed you over authority over the medicine. God placed you over authority, over the land. Everything you touch can prosper. You just got to tap into how to utilize your power. That's why God says, get your mind together. That's why God said, get your heart right. You got It's time for the church to take back authority. Yeah, it's time for us to stand up in our rightful place and utilize what God has Given us. All right. Watch this. He said, the saints, God's people, and are members of God's what? Okay. Verse 20. Look what it said: Having been built on the foundation. Watch this. On the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself. Here it is. As the what? He's a chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. Now watch this. Which means here, when you get ready to build a structure, you place the chief cornerstone there. And from there is how the building is structured and lined up. It starts right there. This is the beginning of it. So from there, you stack on. From there, which means Christ is the chief cornerstone. Everything is built upon him. Peter takes it and it delivers the word of God. From Peter, Paul gets it. From Paul, I get it. Then you get it. Then you give it to your neighbors. You give it to the one you work with. And it's building up. Now watch what verse 21 say. In whom the whole structure is what? Joined together. And it continues to what? Increase. Growing into a what? In the Lord, it's a what? Dedicated. Here it is. You and I are not like the world. That's why we got to act differently. huh? That's why we got to carry ourselves differently. That's why we can't lose heart when things go wrong. Because we are of the body of Christ. A living sanctuary. In other words, ain't nothing dead about us. Ain't nothing powerless about us. Look what he said. He says... He says here, and uh, whom the whole structure is drawn together and, and it, it continues to what? Increase, growing into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart, and sacred to the presence of who? Now, when you look at that, go to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, 5 and 6. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 and 6, and watch this, how it adds to it. 1 Peter chapter 2, and look at verse 5 and 6, and look how it adds to it. Okay? Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Now, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 say, You believers, like living what? That's you and I, we are alive, are being built up Into a what? Spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood. That's you and I. Now, you think about a priesthood, what we do. Uh, Remember in the Old Testament, there was the Levites. And what did the Levites do? First of all, God had a chosen people, they were God's children. God's children was chosen, and their purpose was to live a right life to show the other ones that they worship God and then go out and teach. Now, uh, God chose 10% of the children of Israel to be the priestlyhood, and the rest was God's children. Now, the priestlyhood, remember, Jesus Christ is a high priest. You and I are of of a royal priesthood. And what the priests did is they handled the things of God. And the high priest, what he does, he goes in before God and makes atonement. You and I are the priests. Jesus Christ is the high priest. And so what you and I do, we offer up worship and the fruits of our lips and praise to God. We live a holy priest life. We teach others how to worship and serve God. Look at the text. It says, uh, to offer up what? Spiritual what? Listen, your money is not just a sacrifice. Huh? No, no, no. Your doing, your everyday living is a sacrifice. Huh? When I love my enemies, that's a sacrifice. Come on, help me somebody. Yeah, when, when regardless of the situation, I'm going to still act right. That's a sacrifice. God, regardless of it, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, your everyday living is a sacrifice. You lifting up hands and praising God. Look at the next text. It says, a spiritual sacrifice that are what? Acceptable and what? Pleasing to God through who? All right, now, uh, if you continue on reading verse 6 and continue on, it talks about here is the uh, the chosen stone on it. And then the text will go on farther and let you know is that don't let the enemy, watch this, make you look bad. You need to worship and you need to praise God. You need to honor God in spite of it and let your enemies know that you trust in your maker. And that if he don't make a way today, he's going to make a way. You got to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My God will. And if he don't, I still won't bow down. That's the, way, that's the way God wants you to be. Okay, Okay. now watch this. I want to show you something concerning the church. Uh, go with me to Exodus uh, chapter 1 and 2. Exodus chapter 1 and 2. Uh, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 1 verse 12. Place that on the screen for me. Exodus chapter 1 and 12. I want you to look, the church, God's chosen people was placed in Goshen, you know that, in Egypt, and while they were there. And then the Egyptians, a new pharaoh, came up and said, look, I don't know who these people are. And then what they tried to do is they tried to take everything from them and place them in bondage. And I want you to understand, trouble will attack you, and, and the trials of life will come upon you, but it does not stop you from prospering. Huh? This, this virus can be here, but it's not going to stop us from getting what God wants us to have. Huh? Watch this. But the more the Egyptians was what? The more they what? Did you see that? And what? So that the Egyptians dreaded and were were aspirated by by the Israelites. In other words, is that people will look at us and say, how is it that our community have lost so many people, but we're still holding our head up high? How is it? Because God's got his hands on his children. And because we are children that praise and put our hands in God's hands and trust that God will make a way out of no way, it may knock me back sometimes. It may cause me to cry sometimes. It may cause me to moan sometimes. It may cause me to grab myself sometimes. But through it all, God will make a way out of no way. God said, that's what God says to us. He says, keep your eyes open because I'm about to do something in your life. And God says, I want you to understand that it's me doing it. I want you to know I'm doing it. I'm going to speak to your spirit. I'm going to lock you up sometime. But you're going to know that it's me. You're going to know that I am the God that's for you and with you. Okay. Uh, go with me to this, to this next verse. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 2 and 1. Watch this. This is what the saints, got to keep your eyes open. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Amplify. Look what the text tells us today. You have that? Okay. Watch this. For this reason, that is because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus. And because of Jesus' superiority to the angels. We must pay what? Close attention. Then what? Ever. To the things that we have heard. So that what? We do not in any way drift away from the truth. God said, listen. This is the time. You need to listen to what God's word is being said more than ever so that you won't drift away. God said, I'm going to give you the truth. The truth is in his word. He said, but all these things that is happening, he said, don't let it make it a lie. Trouble will come. Obstacles will come. People will turn their back on you. But the truth is that my God shall supply The truth is, is that I've never foreseen the righteous nor the seed bad. That's the truth. The truth is, is when I get sick, the Bible said in Isaiah 53 with his stripes. Oh, come on. God said, the devil trying to make my word out of a lie. The Bible said, man, don't eat on bread alone, but every word. You got to have that truth in you. See, when that stuff trying to make you depression. the Bible said "Be knocked down, but not in despair. The truth is that God will hold my hand even though if I got to get drunk through the mud, God still has me. Even the Bible says when I fall down seven times, he still lifts me up. That's the truth. <laughs> huh? he,
0: said,
1: he said, listen, he said, this is the time you need to listen. You need to soak up that word. Huh? You need to get all this word up in you, and you need to put that word in your mind. You need to put that word in your spirit, so that when the devil try to talk to you, you talk back to him. I wish I had somebody to hear me when he try to get in your mind and try to mess your mind up. You say, "Devil, you a liar," because the Bible says, "Yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death? I will feel." Paul, I want somebody to hear me today You better put that truth in your spirit Speak to the truth We're going to fire you You ain't going to have no money The devil is a lie The Bible says that material thing Don't only consist in life The Bible said if I seek ye first The kingdom of God And all of his righteousness
0: All of these things
1: Shall be added to me So, don't, don't, God said, don't you drift. Don't you drift away from me. Huh? God said, no, 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 no. He said, I don't want you to do that. He said, watch this. Matthew 26, 41. Matthew 26, 41. Go there. Watch this. Look what this text says. I need you to write that down so you can read it. Okay, watch this. I don't want to go there, too. I want to read it from here. Uh, Because God... God wants us to have this, Matthew 26, watch this, uh, verse 41, let me go here, it's on the screen, but I need to put it up right here, all right, okay, now, now, watch this, this is what God wants us to do in this time, and this is what you and I have to do, all right, keep what? Actively yeah. 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 <laughs> watching means you keep your mind focused on God. Huh? Try the spirit by the spirit, huh? Actively watching. In other words, actively living a holy life. Actively in this word. Actively doing what God wants you to do, huh? Watch this. He says, "Um, the take and what?" That's talking to him. That's speaking to God concerning. Look at this. That you may not come. Into temptation. Now, what it mean by coming into temptation, Lord, I'm praying that I'm not put in a position that will make me do something wrong. Huh? Now, watch this, because as the trials and pressure in life come, God says you need to have the truth in your heart and have and have the truth in your mind and have a right heart. Watch this, and talk to me and ask me, here it is, to give you strength, because the trials are going to try to come, but you need to be praying, God, help me through it, so it won't take me down, help me through it, so I won't lose heart, look what it said, go back to it, come to taste. the spirit is what, but the body, now, watch this, write this down, uh, uh, there's two things I'm going to give you, and, 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 and you already have these scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. Write that down. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. And then Isaiah 54 and 17. Isaiah 54 and 17. Now, when we looked at Matthew 26, 41, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11 says this. Uh, you're not ignorant of the devil's devices. huh? So when you're watching and praying, God does not want you not to have knowledge of what the devil is trying to do to you. You have to know it. See, when people rub you wrong, you got to know what the devil is trying to do. <laughs> huh? See, when your kids come in and they got that spirit on you, on them, and you've been reading your Bible, you've been praying, and you know they don't have the right spirit, and they and they come off the wrong way. You got to know what the devil is trying to do. Come on now. You, you got a spouse that ain't so close to God, and out of nowhere, you've been fasting and praying, and hell tries to pop up in your God said, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. So when you watch and pray, it gives you strength on how to handle that demonic spirit. Huh? You, you, you know that when a spirit comes in and try to interfere with your life and try to mess things up, you will fall down on your knees and start binding that devil in the name of Jesus. I wish I had a church that know how to say, devil, you a liar. You're going to get out of this house. You will not mess my spirit up. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Clean my house out. Get drugs out. Get sickness out. Get demonic spirits out. God say, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this next That next verse you wrote down, uh, Isaiah 54 and 17, you know what it says? And no weapon. Huh? Formed against you. <laughs> Shall prosper. In other words, it won't have the victory over the church. No, it can't. It can't have the victory over the church. And so, and then, if you really continue to read it, if you really look at this text, in fact, let's go there because I want to show you something in it. In fact, go with me to Isaiah 54 and 17. Uh, I think I want to look at, uh, it's probably going to be, can we go there? Let me go there. All right, watch it. I want you to see something uh, in this text that a lot of us miss out. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. Huh? It'll come, but it won't have the victory. It's going to try you. That's why you got to keep your eyes open and your heart right. Because it will not succeed no matter what the circumstances is. All right? And here it is. And every tongue that rise against you in judgment, look what they say. You will condemn. Do you know what that means? Is that when they rise up against you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to condemn it. Y'all don't give me this. God said, you don't have to accept what they say. You don't have to scoot to their level. You're a child of the master. You don't have to prove nothing. But lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for giving me another day. You will condemn it. Huh? I said, uh, and, and this piece, watch this, this piece, God said, that it'll provide peace to you. See, when you give yourself to God. In the midst of somebody judging you, in the midst of the enemy rising up against you, God said, because this year I'm going to do great things for you. He said, the spirit of peace is going to come upon you. In the midst of what they're trying to do, this peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over what? Is the heritage of the servant. It belongs. God have mercy. It belongs to me. It's part of my spirit. Every servant of God is your inheritance. That had a spirit of peace in your life. You ain't supposed to break the pieces. You ain't supposed to be anxious and worrying about how you're going to make it. It ain't your job to worry about how you're going to make it. It's God's job to worry about how you're going to make it. He's the one that created you. He had the audacity to wake me up and you had the tenacity to accept it and breathe the breath of life. God's job is to seat to me. God's job is to put a hedge around me. God's job is the job to hide me under the shadow of his wing. God's job. <laughs> Y'all, I'm on more Can I tell you something? Stop trying to be God. Let God do what he got to do. All God wants you to do is be a good child. And I wish I had somebody him. When you're a good child, ain't nothing that a daddy won't do for you when you're a good child. Especially when you come to him and you say, daddy. When you come to him and say, daddy, I need you. What he won't do for his child. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Watch this, watch this. So God, so God said, I want you to keep your eyes open. And say, said, now watch this. Uh, go with me to uh, two more verses, and we're going to leave. Just two more, and then I'm going to stop. Psalm 66. Psalm 66. We're going to go there, and then I'm going to finish. I'm going to let you go home after this. Psalm 66. 66. psalm with verse 5 and 9, then I'm going to go to Galatians 3 and 5, and then I'm going to be finished. Psalm so six, six, nine. I gotta get on the highway, I gotta go see my mom. And I told her, uh, I'ma wear my mask, and, you know. She had some words for me. And uh, I said, but uh, I'ma leave it at that. She said, I want you to go take me to go get a wheelchair. I said, now no, mama, I'm not going to get nobody's wheelchair. So we just send her one. But she knew what I was trying to do. Uh, but I said, mama, I gotta be safe. She said, uh-huh. We're going to leave that alone. We're going to leave that for another day. Psalm 66, uh, verse 5 and 9. Now watch this. Psalm 66, verse 5 and 9. Come and see the works of God. (laughs) Look what it says. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children. Did you see that? God, God. Listen, How many of you can look back oh, over your life and see what God has done for you? You can shout, "He's an awesome God." He makes a way out of no way for me. He picks me up from when I stumble and fall. God is awesome. In spite of the condition that it is now, He's an awesome God. Huh, okay, all right. Watch this. Now I want you. I want you to. Go to uh, Galatians real quick and watch this. When you look at in in Galatians, I want you to see this thing here. In Galatians chapter 3, verse uh, 5. Can we go there and place that on the screen for us real quick? Mm -hmm. and Watch the text. When we look at it, Galatians. Now, I want you to see this because this is the last verse and we're finished after this. But I want you to see this verse. Galatians, look what it says. So then, does he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit. Write that down. He supplies you, number one, he supplies you with his Holy Spirit. Watch this. So every, every all through your day, all through your life, I want you to understand that God supplies you with his Holy Spirit. Now, take note. The Bible lets you know That everything that you need will come through the Holy Spirit. And God says, I supply you with the Holy Spirit. And so, if everything you need comes through the Spirit, and God said he supplies you with it, where's the worry? All right? Now, watch this. Not only does he supply you with the Holy Spirit, here it is, and works miracles among you. Stop right there. Right now, God is working miracles in your life and you don't know it. That's why God says, open your eyes. I need you to see that a miracle is being performed in your life even right now. Huh? And so, so watch this, place this up, watch this, look what God says, he says, working miracles among your life, so every day, there's miracles working among your life, I heard a pastor say, there's no more miracles, I said, the devil is alive. Oh, no, you're not going to tell me that he ain't working miracles. It isn't. And somebody said, because the water has already been splitted and the children of Israel has crossed over. I said, but you need to understand, we in a desert and in this desert, there is no water, but somehow, some way, God's making it rain. It's a miracle in my life It becomes a desert when my money is funny But somehow God's opening doors And I'm still fed And I ain't hungry And the money ain't like it used to be But I have more than I used to I wish I had somebody to hear me today Yeah, that's why you gotta keep your eyes open That's why you gotta keep your heart right Because God is showing you something You've never seen before okay. Watch this. Watch this. Look at the text. He says, he says, uh, does he do it as a result of the works of the law which you have performed or because you believe confidently in the message? Here it is. Which you heard. So God says, I'm telling you that God is giving you in the word. If you take this word, and believe in this word. Stand on this word. Speak this word. Let this word be in your mind. When the trouble of the devil and all kind of mess get in it. just fill it with words. Just eat this word. Gerda, take this word. Let your mind be in this word. You'll be like Peter walking on the water and don't even know you're doing it. I'm telling you that God says your faith will make room for you. So, you've got to believe in this word. Come on, give God some praises. So, God says to open your eyes, see what God is doing, and have a clean heart. Remove animosity, remove iniquity. Listen, let me say this as we close. And the door of the Lord's house is open. See, a lot of people who have caught the virus will tell you I don't even wish this on my enemy. Am I right about that? And watch this, watch this. What God is saying in the text that we read earlier that now God has shown you more of your ministry because now you are taking God even just that much serious come on help me somebody because God brought you through it and you are saying all I want to do is do what God wants me to do come on help me somebody And so now, everybody you come in contact, you're ministering to them. You're telling them how God healed you. You're telling them that God is a great deliverer. You're telling them that when they didn't have a a medicine, that God healed your body. And they're taking that word and they're telling somebody else, it's about ministry. Come on, give God some praises. There may be someone in here right now that want to give their life to the Lord. There may be someone right here now that says, God, I want to take you more serious than I ever took you before in my life. I want to dedicate my life to you. I want to give my heart to you. I want to give my mind to you. Because I understand that it's a serious thing to have breath. It's a serious thing to be alive. And you know what I realized, church? We don't have but a short time here. And while we're here, we have to make the best of our life for the glory of God. And then after a while, <laughs> by and by, I see everybody else on the other side. And so right now, you need to give yourself to God. Bow with me right where you are. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you right now, God. And Lord God, is somebody That says, Lord, they need you. There's somebody, Lord God, that's right now praying and asking you to come into their life. God, I don't know who it is that's intoxicated, that's lost somewhere. I don't know who it is, God, that's in the hospital, God, that don't know you. But you said, God, the prayers of the righteous are valid, And you said, God, that we can pray for those who have sinned, God, and that you will forgive their sin. And so, God, in Jesus' name, we step out on faith, God. Asking you to save them right now. I don't know who it is in our household. But God if you don't mind in Jesus name. For your children say save them right now. We ask you God to deliver them right now. This is our prayer of faith in Jesus name. And the body of Christ says. Amen. I wanted to give God some praise. I want to. I want to have. This altar call and wherever you are, I want you to stand in your place or just bow. But you that need this special prayer, I want you to believe God for it. I want you to believe God for it. I want you to believe God for it. Nobody, nobody needs to know what it is. Nobody needs to know, but I don't know about you, but I need God. Huh. I need God more than I've ever needed God before because I take life serious. I know that if I get up, God's going to take care of me. Although sometimes I feel like laying back down, I need God to give me strength to make it through the rest of the day. And so I want to go in this prayer right where you are. Father God, in Jesus' name. We come before you touching and agreeing, God, that you can handle every problem in every situation. Somebody's, God, that's here under the sound of my voice needs you. Somebody's that's listening, God, watching from various places throughout the United States right now needs you. I don't know who it is, God, that's got pressure in their life that feel like it's giving up, Master. I don't know who it is, God, that needs a financial blessing or healing in their body. But you know all about it. And so, God, I'm asking you now, right now, that you would release strength in their spirit. Strength to make it through the rest of the day, God. Strength, God, to be able to hold their head up high, Father, through this storm. I'm praying right now, God, that you will wrap your arms around your children and give them a smile, Father. Let them know, Father, that this too shall pass. I'm praying right now, God, that you will speak to the hearts of your children. The one, Father, right now that's depressed, move that depression off of their mind, God. Move that heavy burden out of their hearts, Father, in Jesus' name. I'm praying right now, God, that you will rock your children to sleep, Master. I'm praying for healing in their spirit, cancer cells, lungs have to open up. This virus have to get out of their body, in Jesus' name. You are the healer. You are our doctor. And we stand before you right now. Believing that healing is taking place. Even while we're praying. In Jesus name. Release your healing God. In Jesus name. Release your financial blessing. In Jesus name. Remove stress Lord. In Jesus name. Give us liberty in our spirit. In Jesus name we depending on you right now. We decree it done right now. In Jesus' name. This is our prayer. And the body of Christ says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless your heart. Listen, it's offering time. As you're preparing to give to God. As you're preparing to give to the Lord. As you're preparing to give to the Lord. I want to remind you, I also want to remind you uh, that uh, today, today is the last day. The day is the last day that you can uh, send your uh, photo of your loved one, whom the Lord has called home. And please just send an individual picture of them, and with their name, their name. And then also, if you don't have a photo, just send the name. Just send the name of your loved one uh, to regular memorial at gmail.com regular memorial at gmail.com and also remember the program takes place on a Thursday night uh, I think that's March the thirty, uh, March 25th March 25th is the program at seven o'clock on a Thursday night and so we need you to get this in by the day uh, because the staffing has quite quite a bit to uh, take care of for that special uh, memorial day all right so today is the last day Send us a photo of your loved one who's going on to be with the Lord. And listen, let me say this. There's many that's watching us from all over the United States. You know, the number that you see uh, that comes online is actually a different number from what it is. It's actually uh, somewhere around a couple of hundred more than what you actually see because we have a lockout number. And so you two that has been watching us all year long, please send that picture uh, in that name, all right, of your loved one, send that picture, all right, amen, right where you are, whatever you're going to give to God, whatever you're going to give to God, you go up to your menu, and hit give now, and follow the prompt, and whatever you're going to release to God, whatever you're going to release to Lord, right where you are, Father God, we come before you in Jesus' name, we pray God, that as we get ready to give to you, surrender to you, we ask you to receive it, God. We do it from our heart, God. We know it in Jesus' name that what we're giving to you, God, is just a portion of what you gave to us. And we asking you to receive it through our faith. And then we pray for an increase in every area of our life from our sacrificial sacrifice that we sacrifice to you. Bless our seed. Receive our first fruit. Receive our tithes and our offering. And we look For a harvest that you promised to give to us as we stand on your word by faith. We thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name. And we all say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Come on to your feet as you get ready to go. As you get ready to go. As you get ready to go. Remember tomorrow, Bible study tomorrow night. Amen. Pray and pray for me as we go there safely and come back. Amen. God bless you. Uh, Amen, amen. Father God, we pray as we get ready to go that you watch over the guidance and keep us till we all meet again. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. God bless you. You may be excused from the balcony. Amen. And Brother brother Deacons, let's open up uh, both sides of the doors and let them go on one side out the door. Now, this door here in the back is open. If somebody want to go this way, it's open also. Amen. Amen. God bless your heart. As you're going, both sides of the doors are open. Brother Officers, amen. If they're coming, you can take their sowing the seed as they weigh out. If they so fit, God bless you. God bless you. Come on, Brother Joe. Come on, Brother August.